Good morning, family, and thanks for tuning in this wonderful day. I'm so glad you chose to take some time out of your busy schedules. Hopefully, your schedule is busy with lots of prayer, lots of worship, lots of getting into the Word of God. If you are hearing what I'm saying to you right now, what the Lord has been telling us for months, nearly a year, to go into your inner chambers to study, to pray, to seek God's face, to enter in to his presence. Jesus rent the veil. Jesus went to the cross, died a treacherous death, endured much, much pain, sorrow, mentally, physically, emotionally, to the point that the Father even turned his face away. We know this one thing, that Jesus loved us enough to give us his everything, everything, so that we could enter in, so that we could come into his presence without fear, so that we could come into the Holy of Holies and enter in to his presence. The, the Spirit of God that is that Jesus sent, the Spirit of God, the Comforter, is here. He said in John 14, 26, But the Counselor, the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. In other words, he's not going to give it and take it back. He's not going to give you a portion. He gives the whole thing. He holds nothing back. Complete and total peace Jesus gives. So therefore, don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Know that you can come boldly to the throne of grace and to the holy of holies. You you can do it in Christ Jesus. Jesus became the Christ. He became our sacrificial lamb. He gave his life so that we could have that relationship with God. So that Holy Ghost could come and live in you if you will receive him. <clears throat> Let me remind you the scripture says that and it, it, we, we, you know, it stacking scripture upon scripture and looking at the evidence that when the Holy Ghost comes, when he first comes, you will speak with other tongues. That is the initial evidence that you have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then from there, you grow in your relationship with the Holy Ghost. You get saved by the power and the regenerating power of the Holy Ghost. And then there's an he, he wants to fill you with the evidence. He wants you to know that you are filled and that's why he gives you the evidence of speaking in tongues. But then speaking in tongues is so much more. And I'm not preaching or teaching on that this morning. Um, but there is so much evidence in the scriptures that we need to be praying. We need to be building up ourselves in the most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. And to pray in the Holy Ghost is to allow Holy Ghost to pray through you. And you will speak with other tongues, an unknown tongue. And you may not understand. And you probably won't understand most of what you're saying, but the Holy Ghost does. So allow, seek, seek to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're not saved, seek to be born again. 
He says he is able to save you to the utmost, to the uttermost, to save you to the uttermost. I love what, what Jesus says right there in, in verse 27 of John chapter 14. Not as the world gives do I give to you. The world withholds. God does not withhold. Jesus is not holding anything back. So he gives you completely and wholly. He opens up the floodgates and gives you peace that passes all understanding. He gives you the peace that he has. He was talking to the disciples knowing that he was about to be crucified. Knowing what he was about to endure and go through. Knowing that he was a sacrificial lamb. And yet he said, the same peace that I have, I'm giving it to you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Receive that peace this morning. Receive that peace. There's healing. There is deliverance. There is power in the peace. There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed for us. And he gives us that peace. Thank you, Jesus. All right. That's just our introduction this morning. All right. So I trust that you've been in prayer. I trust that you've been heeding the word of God and that you've been getting into your prayer closets, into you going into your inner chamber and that you're praying, you're seeking God, you're seeking his face, that you've been getting into the word of God more than ever before. You're praying more, you're seeking God more, you're praying in the spirit more. You're, you know, you could be like Paul and say, I pray in tongues more than you all because you have this time over a year, God, almost a year, God has given us uh, this time to get into the inner chambers and pray and intercede to learn, to learn to fight. You know, people love that scripture where they say, he teaches my fingers to war, my, my hands to fight, my fingers to war. But you know what? That takes experience. It takes getting in there and to be taught you mean you you have to pick up the weapons of warfare you have to pick up and you have to go through battles to become skilled to be taught you must get in the battle you cannot be on the sidelines we have to be in on the front lines to if you're in the battle for the lord and right keep on the firing line praise god all right let's let's uh, see what the lord is saying this morning we're going to be in the book of Matthew uh, 24 and 25 for the most part. So go ahead and turn to the book of Matthew. And then you can cross-reference later in your own time back to uh, the, the, the um, other um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Then find the scriptures that back this up. They're going to be you know right in there together. So you have the, the, those three Gospels that are um, back each other up and support one another. John, we're going to go there too. We're going to look into the book of John some today and the book of Hebrews as well. So stick with me. I'm going to try to talk fast so I don't hold you all day um, with your earphones in or gathered around the speakers this morning with your family that you come together. The Bible tells you to come together and to hear what the Word is saying. Every time throughout the Scripture, Jesus came and the whole congregation, all the people came. They brought their children, they brought mom, dad, grandma, grandpa. They all came and sat around to hear what the Lord said. Back in the day, all we had was the radio and people, not me, <laughs> but back in the day they had a radio and people would come and gather around the radio and listen. And I remember as a little child, um, lived out in the country with my grandparents. I had a little 
green transistor radio and I would I, most of our young people have no idea what I'm talking about I guess but you had to turn that little knob turn that little knob to try to catch a radio station and I don't remember catching anything Christian you know I try to hear something here or there usually it was late in the evening or at, at dark and so it was just music and I'm mostly static <laughs> I get a lot of static to listen to but you know what the Lord is calling his people to gather around, to come together and hear what thus saith the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Heed the word of the Lord. I pray God will open your ears that that you will hear, but you, there's something for you to do. You have to lean in and you have to listen. You have to submit to God and resist the devil. You have to submit. You have to hear. You have to open your eyes. You have to receive what the Lord has for you. So, um, what the, I, I, a lot of people are asking questions about the tribulation, about the Lord coming again, what's going on in the news, is this true, is that true? You know, Pilate said, what is truth? As he washed his hands instead of, of, of turning Jesus back over because he couldn't find any thing wrong with Jesus he couldn't find him doing anything wrong so he washed his hands and he said what is truth people are still seeking for truth the truth lines up with the Word of God the truth will be exposed the truth will be brought out truth stands it's unwavering it's unmovable the truth of God does not change God does not change so lean in and listen so this morning I, I'm trying to um, bring forth a, the message in the best in the clearest and most simple way that I can I'm already 10 minutes in so I want you to understand what the Lord is saying today and we're just gonna entitle this message as in the days of Noah as in the days of Noah so as we get into the scripture go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 24 and we're gonna pick up um, and I encourage you to go back and read the chapter, but pick up with me um, in verse 36. But of the day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels in heaven, but my Father only. Only God knows when the coming of the Lord is, when Jesus is going to come back for his pure and spotless bride. Only Father God knows. Now you wonder, like, well, how can they be three in one? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, but only the Father know. <laughs> I'd like to pose the question, how How can... Never mind. So we... <laughs> i got to stay on focus here. So I'm not here to debunk other denominations or other sects today. So I want you to understand what the Lord is saying is that no man knows the day or the hour no human jesus was saying to this to his disciples no man knows no not even the angels in heaven no they don't have a time clock there's not one standing there looking and counting down the minutes there's not a prophet on the earth that knows exactly the day or the hour they don't have a time clock they cannot tell you when jesus is coming again for his pure and spotless bride but what we do know is that when God sends the deliverer 
every time God sent deliverance, every time God stepped in and basically, you know, let me just say, um, drop the hammer, so to speak. You know, when you're in a courtroom and the, the judge makes a, a final decision, he drops the hammer, right? The gavel on that thing. He drops the hammer. And God, throughout history, has done this. And we say, oh no, God won't. Yes, he will. There is a time and he knows when it is. Just as he said, there is a, you know, it's appointed for each and every soul, every person wants to, wants to die and then the judgment. In the same manner, we know that he has and he will step in at the right time. When the time is right, he will step in. He knows when, when just like he, if you're a farmer or uh, have grapes or, or, or um, fruit trees, you know exactly when the best time to um, prune that tree is. God knows. God knows exactly. And he has his, it all figured out. But there's also an ebb and a flow to the way God does things and the way he has set things in motion. He has not taken his hands off. But he is involved in every aspect of our lives. Everything that's going on on this earth, he knows. And there's no surprises. He's not surprised by what's going on in the news today. I want to encourage you to turn off the TV. Turn off the radio. Don't listen. But pray. Watch and pray. If you need to know what's going on, make sure your sources are have the best intentions do not listen to the naysayers don't listen to those who the same ones that and let me just put it this way if they endorse evil why would you listen to their report whose report are you going to believe i believe and i choose to believe the report of the lord i will listen to those who i will carefully listen I will season it with salt. <laughs> Listen to those who are seeking truth for real. Those who are looking for justice and righteousness and holiness as defined by the word of God alone. Not by some person's decision of what goodness and righteousness is. That man's righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. Good works is burnt up without faith. It is burnt up. Without the love of the Lord, it is burnt up. Without charity, it is gone. So none of those things that are being broadcast across the, the, the airwaves and across the electrical waves, none of those things that come from a root of evil can ever bring forth the truth. When the devil's talking... Even if he tries to speak a truth, it's still a lie. Even if he quotes the Bible, he's still twisting it to a lie. You understand? Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's get back in here. So nobody knows when he's coming, but God has a plan. So first of all, we need to rest in that plan. We need to rest and have peace knowing that God is in control. He has a plan. It's going to work out. You are hidden in the, the, the shadow of his wings. If you have applied, if that blood has been applied, then you are under the covering and the protection of the Most 
high God, the only one true living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the only God, the only one who gave his only begotten son, born of a virgin, that gave his life for us, the only God who gave his son for us. There's only one who gave his only begotten son, born of a virgin, that was Jesus Christ, the Christ, the Messiah. Okay. What I was hearing in the spirit was that people are seeking out answers. They want to know, is this it? Is this it? Is Jesus coming? Is he over here? Is he over there? Didn't Jesus warn us that in the last days they would be telling you, he's over here. He's over there. Don't listen to it. He should be in you. If you are born again, Christ is in you. Secondly, that only God knows when he is coming. Only God knows. But look into the scriptures. Look into the word. He says precept upon precept, line upon line. Let the scripture interpret scripture. That when we look and we see what was going on. Look at verse 20, uh, 37 there. Matthew 24 verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Luke 17:26 says the same thing as in the days of Noah so shall the coming of the son of man be for as in verse 38 for as in the days that were before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark the bible tells us that god looked upon man and he saw the evil that was going on in the earth. This was way back in the days of Noah. Who built the ark? Noah, Noah, who built the ark? Brother Noah built the ark. You know, you think about Noah and all the animals and it makes us all happy. But when you, and we should think about the deliverance that God gave Noah and his family and how through that one righteous man, his family was saved. But we need to know that the things, what, what on earth, why would God flood the entire earth? Why did God flood the whole earth? Because he saw the evil. He saw the great evil that was happening. He saw the hardness of the hearts of the people. When you read this, and Jesus said they were eating and drinking. They were eating whatever they wanted to. They were drinking everything they wanted to, all they wanted. They, so this is this is more than just eating and drinking. You think, well, I you know I eat dinner, I drink some water, I have a little cup of tea maybe. No, it, that's not what Jesus is talking about. They were in given fully on into debauchery. They were given to it so that they were eating. People have these these these, 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 these spiritual demonic activity going on that they had given themselves over to. People. Um, even in the days when Jesus was walking the earth, they had what they what you call a vomitorium, and they would eat so much till they would puke, till they would throw up, and they would go back and eat again. So they would they would go to these big, huge, massive eatings, and they would eat all this food, and they would go to the vomitorium and throw up, and then they would go back and eat again. This was some sort of sick worship to their false gods. You remember, Paul told the people at Mars Hill that they worshipped um, 
an unknown God. They had an idol built there to a God that they did not know. Remember Jesus told the, the woman at the well, you worship, but you don't know who you worship. There's a whole other message in this. We should not be like that. We have a relationship with God, and we know the, the things that he tells us. He sell, tells us to worship him in spirit and in truth, and there's no debauchery in it. There's no uncleanliness in it. There's no, there's no drunkenness in it. When you think of drinking, yes, we automatically think of alcohol. We think of you know, people um, being alcoholics and drinking too much, but that word there also indicates any form of getting high, any form that they're giving themselves over to something that causes them to get intoxicated, to lose their touch with the true reality. If you're in drunkenness, you cannot communicate with God. You can't hear what the Father's saying. You can't be moved about by the pure and Holy Spirit. It was pure evil, just so much evil on the earth. And we look around and you've seen, you've seen evil with your own eyes. You've, you've, you've per, maybe participated as when you were in sin that, uh, with, in things that were purely evil. But these days of Noah were so great and so evil and so disgusting in God's sight. Remember he tells us as his followers to be either hot or cold or he will spew you out. We need to be on fire for God. We need to be so on fire. That is the Holy Ghost burning in us. That we are so on fire for God. That we are willing to make sacrifices and do things that the world thinks are foolish. That we are willing to do them to bring other people to Christ. So... As we think about this, uh, that we think about how Jesus said that they were eating and drinking and marrying, giving in marriage. Here we are seeing a great move. And right now there is, I believe it's a deception in the land where we think at least, where they're trying to tell us that at least 50% of Americans are, are going with this, this, this decision of eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage and whatever goes is whatever will be will be and let everything everybody do what they want to do but the scripture says let everything that has breath praise the lord this is those things are completely contrary and the and the the enemy is trying to split the nation and everyone believe it or not all other nations look to the united states we have been a country who has stood up and praised God and, and called upon God and, and used God in, in our our um, in so many I mean even back in the day you know when our children were little and when I was little you stood for this pledge of allegiance you put your hand over your heart you said you said the pledge of allegiance you knew it by heart you, you you may even know the, the national anthem. You knew the preamble to the Constitution. You studied the Constitution in school. It's not like that anymore. 
now they're saying, you know, whatever you feel is right, what you want to do is good, it's all okay, but it doesn't line up with the Word of God. And that so, so it was in the days of Noah. So it was in Sodom and Gomorrah. And so when we see that that they're say, he's saying they were marrying and giving in marriage, it, we're not talking about pretty little chick-fil-a marriages <laughs> we're not talking about we're not talking about uh biblical marriage here he's talking about whoever wants to marry whoever whatever you know that that's what people were doing and god is not in that god is not pleased with that as against god's design and against god's plan does god love every single soul yes do i pastor divana love every single soul yes i have lots of contacts around the world ask people do I love them yes I love them do I do I pray for them yes I pray for them do I encourage you to sin no I want you I want you to know Jesus I want you to know freedom I want you to know the peace that passes all understanding I want you to know this love that I know I want you to know this peace that I have Jesus gave his all so that you could have it so that you could have this peace so that you can know this love, true love, real love, agape love, the kind of love that God has, not twisted and sick, not painful, not hurtful, but a pure, unadulterated, beautiful love. Let me get back over here. So when we look at verse 38, for in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Now, God warned Noah. He did. He warned Noah. And he let Noah know that he was going to flood the earth. And Noah, that one righteous man, he told everyone else, anyone who would come within earshot I believe he told them he told his family he he enlisted his family to work and to help him to build the ark he listened to what God said and he did not modify the ark he did not try to make it uh, different than what God told him to do he did not mod it he didn't put in a coffee shop he didn't put in a you know big screen TV he didn't teach the elephants to dance he listened exactly to what God told him to do and he did it he followed the the instructions for building the ark. He did what God told him to do. God is telling us today, in essence, to build an ark, to warn those around you, to prepare your family, to get yourself ready, to be you be also ready. Be ye also ready. Look at, um, listen, he said, No man knows the hour when the Lord will return for his bride. It is not God's nature to just knee-jerk reaction. God is patient. He is above and beyond any patience that you know. He is so patient. He is so full of grace, so full of mercy. But he is not mocked. He will do what he said he will do. And he is a God of judgment. So know that. Know that we're not dealing with a, a made-up, make-believe, you fit in my pocket or into my box and you do what I want you to do. He is not that God. He is a real God. 
He is the only one true living God. He has a mind. He has will. He has emotions. He knows what he's doing. He is infinitely more righteous and more just. His holiness is so far beyond what we can understand. There is absolutely no wavering in him. None. There's no. So if you think about a light, even a light, you look at it, it looks like it's steady. But that light is flickering. It flickers. It's not it's not steady. It's flickering. You can look at a piece of steel. And that steel looks so hard and so um, sturdy and so unmovable. Guess what? There are molecules inside the steel that is actually moving. Your feet stand upon the earth and it's hard and it's solid. You don't, you don't feel like you're moving, but the earth is moving under your feet. <laughs> but God is not un he is not movable he is unchangeable he never changes so when we look at the way he does things and we see that he warned noah and noah warned the people and noah was busy about doing god's business right up into the very moment that god closed the door on the ark that very moment those people that Noah had warned all those years and they watched him build that ark and they mocked him and they scoffed at him and they laughed at him to scorn that those same people were lost in the flood. The same ones that mocked Jesus, the same ones that called out for his crucifixion, the same ones were the ones who many many did not turn and follow the disciples many did not heed the words of the of of Christ and then later did not heed the words of the disciples and the the apostles many were lost they died in their sin they died in their self-righteousness they died in their man-made laws and they will not they did not repent hear what god is saying this morning verse 39 and and they verse 39 i knew not until the flood came they knew not until the flood came, listen carefully, they knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. They knew not, they knew not until the flood came. They will not know until they see it. Jesus said, I tell you these things so that you will know. So that you, where does he say it? In, in um, John 14, verse 29. Now I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. He's telling us now, so that when it happens, you'll know. When you see these things transpiring, you know it's getting closer. You can see the, the birth pangs, so to speak, happening in, within the earth. We know it's getting closer. But what, we, what you need to understand is that God is watching and these things are getting closer and you'll be there's a pendulum swinging right now or if you will or a clock ticking right now and you watch and see watch and see and behold the salvation of the Lord watch what God is going to do in these days that are to come the body of Christ needs to be seeking God needs to be praying we need to be like the five wise virgins our lamps need to be full to the overflow we need to be ready 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 clean pure ready
verse 40. Then shall the two, then shall two be in, I'm sorry, I'm ver, I skipped one. They knew not, no, no, I didn't. Okay, verse 40. Then shall two in the field be walking, and one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding in the mill, and one shall be left, and the other taken. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord does come. Verse 43, watch, for 42, watch therefore. What does it entail to watch? We love the scripture that says, wait upon the Lord, and he will renew your strength. That you are mount up like wings on eagles. But you know what? We need to watch and we need to wait. And that means activity. A watchman does not sleep on the wall. The watchman is looking. The watchman is alert. The watchman is listening. The watchman feels the ground to see if, there, if there's a rumble. The watchman watches the sky to see what the weather's doing. The watchman listens. The watchman sees his eyes are looking to and fro, watching. A godly watchman is listening to the Father. A godly watchman is lending his ear to what's the spiritual realm and hearing what's going on. A watchman is listening and watching and praying and talking to the Father and hearing what the Father's saying and interceding for the those within the side within inside the walls. There are baby Christians out there. There are people who are not in the place where they could be watchmen yet. There are people who are not yet in that place. And we are, you. there are watchmen that need to be watching. There are people who need to be waiting upon the Lord. And he says, when you have done all that you can do, then you stand. So when you go and you read that, look at all the things that we are to do. There is action that needs to be done. And even in the standing, it means you're standing and resisting the devil. It means that you're standing and you are faithful, that you're unmoving. Your, your feet are planted on the solid rock that is Jesus Christ, that you will not be moved and you will not be shaken. God told us at the beginning of this year that the storm was coming and the storm has been relentless for months and months and months and it keeps changing a little bit here and there. At first we had personal storms within our church. Many of you listening went through personal storms and then the world, the national, the worldwide pandemic storm and now we're going through a, a political storm. But we are to listen and heed the word of the Lord. Our ears should be inclined to the Lord way more than it should ever 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 be listening to the secular news we should not even really be hearing what's going on people may tell us but i believe to believe the word of the lord i will listen to what god is saying god is telling us to hold on to hold on don't lose faith don't lose heart hold on fret not hold on Hold on to God. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Think about uh, Peter. When he began to sink, Jesus reached down and grabbed him with his unmovable, unwavering faith. And he pulled him up out of that water and he said to him, O ye of little faith. But he had a little faith. And a little faith can move mountains. A little faith can walk on water. But we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus. He told us in the beginning, keep your eyes on me. If your eyes are on that computer screen, if your eyes are on that, that phone and you're being distracted and sucked into it, and you're beginning to feel depressed, you're beginning to feel um, 
You're wondering what, 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 what you believed is even true. You're beginning to wonder. You're wavering. You're wavering. Do not waver. Do not be tossed to and fro. Remind yourself what the Word of God said. Write it down. Make it clear. Remind yourself what the Word of God says, what God has spoken to your heart, what God has spoken to us as a family of God here at Blue Water and over this podcast over the past several months. God is telling us to stand. Do not waver. Do not be afraid. The righteous are as bold as lions. I challenge you to go read that scripture. Look it up and see what it says all around it. Which camp are you going to choose to be in? Choose you this day and every day hereof whom you will serve. I choose to serve the Lord. Who will go with me? Praise the Lord. Who will serve God with me? Who will stand and not back down? Glory to God. He's telling us, you know, there's two people in verse 41, two women are grinding at the mill. They're working. They're preparing meal. They're preparing food. They're preparing the, the good stuff. And two of, two of them are working, but one is left behind. Two people are walking in the field. They're walking in the field. Grab the, listen to the, 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 the spiritual ramifications of what he's saying. What is a field? He tells us to pray the, the Lord of the harvest. Where's the harvest come? It comes from the field. Two people are walking walking and working in the field. They're walking in the field. One is taken and one is left behind. Know those who labor among you. <clears throat> Verse 43. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come he would have watched and would have not have suffered his house to be broken up you don't know when he's coming therefore be ye all so ready verse 44 therefore be ye all so ready you think for in such an hour as you think not so when you don't think so and that is the design of the enemy is to have you distracted People today want to distract their kids. They want to give them laptops. They want to give them tablets. They want to give them phones. They want to give them coloring books. They want to put them in front of the TV and let them watch cartoons. They want them to be distracted so that the parents can do whatever they want to do over here and the kids won't be interfering. That is not of God. We are a family. We need to come together. We need to not be distracted. The enemy is using a distraction technique so that you're looking over there to see what's going on over there. And while you're looking over there, he's slipping something in under your door. He's slipping something in over that, that tablet. He's sick, stick it, sick, sneaking something in through a, a handwritten note. He's sitting, sneaking something in over the, over the, over the ear, earbuds. He's sneaking things in while you're not aware. He sneaks in unaware. You need to know the Word of God. Your kids need to know the Word of God. And I don't mean just be able to quote it well. I mean to know that you know that you know that is an intricate part of who you are. It is woven into your DNA. It is woven into your your thought processes that when you think, the Word of God is there. When you When you sleep, the Word of God is there. When you talk, the Word of God comes out. That you, you, whatever, I mean, let's just, you know, if you read the King James Version or the New King James Version, you begin to speak New King James. You begin to speak King James. Whatever version it is that you're reading, let it be a literal, pure translation. A translation, not a paraphrase, not a 
anything outside of a, a, le- a word-for-word translation of, le- of language. <clears throat> Therefore be ye also ready, verse 44, for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man comes. Who then is faithful and a wise servant? Now I know many of us, everybody that's listening probably thinks, well, I'm a faithful and I'm a wise servant. But here Jesus says, who then is a faithful and wise servant? whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. I will say it again. It breaks down to, yes, I'm your pastor, and it is my job to give you good meat in due season, and I will be a a faithful and wise servant to do so. I've been trusted by God to do so. But there are those who are servants, who are walking in that field and they are not being faithful nor wise. They are not feeding the flock the good stuff. As parents, as leaders, whoever is looking up to you, whoever is following you, it is your job to make sure they get the good stuff. That they're getting the good meat, the the good spiritual food, that as they're growing, that you make sure that that what what is coming down from from God, your pastor is is overseeing this, and you need to make sure that it is given to the children. You need it's your job, your duty to make sure that it's given to your household rightly, and that you rightly divide the word of truth. Look at um verse 46 blessed is the servant whom his lord when he comes shall find so doing and you want to be that servant who is blessed when the lord jesus comes and he finds you feeding your family feeding those that god has put into your circle of influence that you are feeding them well all right listen so the lord is coming back and just as he warned noah he also warned abraham and Abraham began to pray, began to seek God. If there was this many righteous men, if there were this many righteous men, will you spare Sodom and Gomorrah? If there's this many, will you spare? And finally, it came down to one man, just Lot. It came down to Lot. And Lot was vexed. He was vexed with all the sin and all the things that were going around him. He had no idea. God did not break through and get to Lot because he was vexed. Lot was doing some good stuff. He was reading the word, but he was vexed. His wife was vexed. His children outside, there was filthiness. It was horrible. The stuff that was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah is going on all across the United States, around the world today. I cannot imagine how much more magnified it was in Sodom and Gomorrah and in the days of Noah because we were so close so much debauchery so much sin all around but but Abraham heard from God Abraham began to intercede Abraham prayed and asked God and God sent the angels in to bring Lot and his family out and Lot did bring his family got his wife and his children and they were coming out and God told the angel told him specifically do not look back don't look back there's nothing behind you you're not going there don't look back I don't know who this is for but do not stop looking back 
Set your eyes on Jesus and don't look back. Set your eyes on what he has set before you. Set your eyes on things above. Set your th eyes on the things that are good and lovely and have a good report. Remind yourself. Write it on the tablets of your heart. Put it on paper. Post it around your room. Post it on your, your the screen of your phone. Text yourself. <laughs> Put reminders on your calendar. Put it everywhere. Put the word of God in front of you. Hear the word of God. I want you to... It's God, yes, I want you to because I love you. God wants you to because he loves you more. He wants you to saturate yourself with the word. There is nothing that this world can speak to you that has the power of God unto righteousness. There is nothing this world can speak to you that has the power of God unto salvation. There is nothing this world can speak to you that will get you on the right path. It is nothing this world has to offer. But it's all, everything that God has for you is in his word. It is in his spirit. It is in his presence. Lot, Lot was delivered because of Abraham's intercessory prayer. He went into the Holy of Holies, if you will. He went before God. He communed with God. And he interceded and prayed for Abraham and I mean for Lot and Lot came out but catch what happened you would think that God sent the angels to deliver them that they would be fully delivered just as in the days of Lot you still have a free will God says don't look back you have a choice God said don't look back she looked back. Lot's wife looked back. She became a pillar of salt. She did not get delivered. She did not get moved. She became an everlasting monument and marker for us to see that that is not the way to go. Do not look back. You're not going there. Look forward. Know that Jesus is leading you and guiding you by his spirit. His word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Just as Lot's wife was not delivered, it was by her own choice. And God gives you a free choice. You have free will. You get to choose. You get to choose. You would think that because Lot was the head of the household and he obeyed the voice of the angels when God sent the holy angels to bring them out, that, that Lot and his children and his wife would be saved. But she chose of her own free will to look back. After the flood, Noah's ark came to rest. After many days, the ark was open. They went out. After several days passed, some things transpired. I'm not going to get into all that because we're running out of time. But Noah's sons had a choice to make. They knew right from wrong. One chose this way. One chose the other. Very, you might read it and think, well, that was a simple, easy mistake. We need to learn to be sober. And I'm not talking about Noah. I'm talking about sober decisions righteous decisions we need to be sober in the way that we act we're not we're not children anymore i might have children listening but i'm talking about what paul said when i was a child i did childish things but now i'm a man men and women of god stop acting like children stop laughing over foolishness 
stop getting involved in and potty humor leads to debauchery <laughs> you can you can believe it or not you the, the laughing at the little little dirty things leads to big dirty things <clears throat> you can go to the store uh, I'm not telling you to go to the store but you if you go if you were to go to the store and you look at the kids toys today you can buy an animal a stuffed animal toy <clears throat> it's just filthy i don't understand it it makes no sense you know why it makes no sense because it's not godly don't buy that stuff for your kids don't giggle at it don't laugh at it it's not funny if they see you giggling and laughing at it, you're opening a gateway for them to giggle and laugh at that. And from there, it goes on to something else. And from there, it goes on to something else. There is a reason why the world wants you to think that poop is funny. It is not. If you're laughing right now, ask the Lord to help you. <clears throat> it, is, it is your choice to will you bow your knee to an unknown God will you give in again and again and again God gives you there's no temptation that has come your way that he doesn't provide for a way out and I know we're getting I'm going over time and I apologize but I'm taking it back because I'm not going to apologize I'm unapologetically going over time you can hit the pause button and come back if you need to we're going to go and jump into Matthew 25, and we're just going to read from uh, verse 13. No man knows the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Watch therefore. Now look, in verse 24, he told, chapter 24, he told you, and then Jesus says it again in Matthew 25, in the same dissertation, the same thing here he is reiterating it again he gives he gives us that whole story he tells us about a, being a good a servant and then he tells you what happens to the evil servant there in chapter 24 and then when you come into verse 25 he says then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened under ten virgins which took their lamps and when they went forth to meet the bridegroom five of them were wise and five were foolish they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them but the wise ones took the oil in their vessels with the lamp give me oil in my lamp you get to be filled with the Holy Ghost if you allow and you seek you seek the Holy Ghost you ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost <clears throat> don't sit back and wait for something to smack you upside the head or to throw you on the floor you yield to the Spirit and ask the Holy Ghost ask God to fill you with His Holy Spirit to wash you, cleanse you, make you holy make you pure and you make a decision that you are not going back, that you are not going to look back, that you're going to keep your eyes on Him, and that you want to be led by His Spirit. You want to be guided by His Spirit. You want to raise your family by the Holy Ghost empowerment. You want to be able to speak words of life to people that come in front of you. You want to be able to move and be moved by the Holy Ghost. I encourage you to go read, go ahead and finish reading chapter 25 as well. But I want you to understand again, just hear this, this word. No man knows the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man comes. But God is watching. God is on the scene. He told us, what, two years ago he was watching over us. Like he watched, like uh, the fuller watches over the fuller soap. Or like the, 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 the silversmith is watching over that, that seething pot. He is watching. And he is on 
guard and he is wait there's a moment and a time and that no man no human knows when he is gonna take that gavel and he's gonna pound it on and he's gonna time shall be no more this is it so be ready he says be ye also ready God has been clear in his word and by his son Jesus Christ that no man knows when the Lord will return for his bride. His nature is not wavering. His nature is just, is never changing, is never divided. And therefore his, bo his body, the bride of Christ, is not divided. People think that the kingdom of heaven is going to be quadrillions of people that everybody that cries calls upon the name of the Lord or that everybody that says Lord Lord but Jesus made it clear that not everyone that cried Lord Lord will enter in not everyone <clears throat> it is a condition of your heart it's a relationship it is not mouth service it is not good works it is salvation in Christ Jesus in Christ alone when you get saved you will want to do good works you will be led by the Spirit to do good things. <clears throat> but salvation is in Christ alone. It is in a relationship with Christ alone. <clears throat> I want to read to you from John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus let them know he was going to prepare a place and he has gone to prepare a place for us. And if he's, since he's gone to prepare a place for us, he will come again. Verse 3, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And then in verse 23 of John chapter 14, Jesus answered him, If a man loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him, and he will come to him, and he make our home with him. <clears throat> he who does not love me does not keep my words. The word which you hear is not mine, but it is the Father's who sent me. I have spoken these things to you while I am still with you. But the Holy Ghost Comforter, the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have told you, everything that he has taught you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and I am returning to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I am going to my father, for my father is greater than I. Now I have told you before it happens, so that when it happens, you will believe. Praise God. Hebrews 3 and 8. And then we're going to go to 2 Thessalonians 2, 2. And I'm just giving you some scripture to back up to, to encourage you. Hebrews 3 and 8. Because these are the scriptures the Lord wanted us to get into and to look at. And he says in verse chapter 3, verse 8. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of the temptation in the wilderness. Now remember, 
by rereading the scripture because when God looked on the earth when he beheld the things that were going on he saw that their hearts were hardened and they were living in an evil 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 ways don't let your heart be hardened don't let your heart be afraid <clears throat> believe in God believe also in him and then Second Thessalonians 2 Second Thessalonians chapter two. <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me. It's really dry. Here we go. Second Thessalonians chapter two verses two. It says that you I'm going to read verse 1 so it goes together. Now we beseech you, brethren, not by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor even if it was by a letter from us, as the day of the Lord Jesus Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. <clears throat> Don't let your heart be hardened. Don't be afraid. Know that Jesus is, is coming soon. That your salvation, your comfort, your trust, everything is in him. Let your eyes look right on. Let your eyelids look and behold him. Let the word of God and his, his ways be the med meditation of your heart day and night. Let your eyes look right on and let your eyelids look straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let your all your ways be established. Do not turn from the left or to the right. Remove your foot from evil. Let the Lord, the words of the Lord comfort you this morning. Jesus is coming soon. I want to hear from you guys. As we close out right now, we're going to pray. As we come into the full hour, I'm going to close out in prayer. You can turn it off and pray. Continue to seek the Lord's face. Send me a letter. We're at P.O. Box 1932, Gallup, New Mexico, 87305. Or H.C. 73, Box 3420, Pruitt, 87045. You can also message me, text me. Find us on Facebook. Sadly, we're still there. <laughs> anyway, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you today, God, for all that you have given us, Lord. Thank you, God, that you are encouraging us. You are speaking to us to trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Lord, we put our full faith and confidence, our full trust in you, Lord God, knowing that you hear us when we pray, knowing that you care for us more than we care for our own selves. God, we cast all of our cares upon you, Lord God. God, we pick up we pick up this armor. We pick up the cross. We pick up what you have for us, God. You give us the whole package and you don't hold anything back. You don't withhold any good gifts from us, Lord. So, Father, we incline our, our hearts and our ears to your words this morning, God. Don't let them depart from our eyes. Don't let them, don't let them uh, escape our heart, Father. God, we give it all to you, Lord, knowing that your word is life. 
to every single person who finds them and health even to our very bodies. God, we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. God, I speak healing to everyone who's listening right now. Whatever you're dealing with, whatever healing you need, it is found in Jesus Christ. His word is alive. Receive that healing right now. Healing in Jesus' name. Be free. Be set free. Know that in Christ Jesus, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That you are free by the law of life. You are set free from the law of sin and death. You are free. You are free. You are free. In Jesus' name, amen.